You're about to watch our midweek leadership talk with Cowboy Junction Church. We hope that you're encouraged as you listen to this to grow and become a limitless leader in a world full of limits. So um, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9. Let me just start off by telling you, I couldn't speak this message in our church. It, this is just for you guys. This is for leaders and leaders alone. Um, you, you, you'll see why. Uh, when, let me ask you this. Have you ever thought about what is going to happen the moment you die? I mean, what's, what's it going to be like? You close your eyes on this earth, and what the next time you open your eyes, what's it going to be like? And and it, that's not something that should be scary or morbid. Morbid for us, it should be something that's a little exciting, you know. But if you think about it, and chew on it, there, there's there's two things I want you to think about. The first one is there's two judgments that take place. Uh, one is a judgment that you don't have to worry about. In fact. A lot of theologians believe that we will not see the worldly judgment, the, the type of judgment to where uh, basically God will turn and say, I never knew you. Um, you, you bypass that judgment. But there's another judgment that is really interesting for all of us in this room today. And, and it's mentioned in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9. And this is really neat. Therefore, we make it our, our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to Him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what He has done, whether good or bad. This is the judgment seat of Christ. And this is the moment to where you... A lot of people believe that the moment you close your eyes... And you open your eyes and you're standing before Jesus. What happens next is this reward system. There's a word here for the reward um, called the, 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 the bema. The, the bema. And it comes from the, the Greek um, Olympics. And it, when you were in the Greek Olympics, you, what, one of the things that happened was is you performed. You did what you were supposed to do. And then at the end, they rewarded you, and they gave a first place, a second place, a third place. But the Bema was you ran well. You finished the race. And there was a reward system as they placed the wreath on your head. And, and this is the terminology he's using here to describe what the, the judgment seat of Christ is going to be like. Now, why is that so important in this group? And don't miss this. This is, the, this is the, one of the biggest 10-minute pump-ups you're ever going to get. Is what does your reward look like? Wow. And, and the reason why this is so important is because we know a few things. Number one, we're saved by grace. Right. Do you agree with that? Yeah. We are saved by grace. We are saved by grace. There, there is this knowledge that there is not works that we do here on earth to earn our salvation. Right. We are not working to get to heaven. I want to make sure you get that. Mm -hmm. Don't miss that. We are not working to get to heaven, you have grace that has already paid the price. And you are going to spend eternity with your Father in heaven. But keep this in mind. We are saved by grace, but we are re rewarded by our works. Wow. That's and we so can't miss that. True. Because it, it, that needs to be preached. And that needs to be pumped up because life's too short. 
And if we spend our life just getting too familiar and comfortable with the world we live in, you miss the eternal value of the seed sown in your condition, in your moment, in the life that you spend on earth. The, the harvest that, that, that goes far beyond your life. Right. It goes into eternity. There are some things that you re- receive a reward for here on this earth, but I want you to start thinking about your eternal yeah. harvest, your eternal reward, and there will be a day that I believe you turn around and you go in my time, whether short or long on this earth, that I do everything yeah. that I was supposed to do. So good. And there's a little guilt to this. Let me just tell you, there's a little bit that you wonder if you're doing enough, if you're wondering if you're giving enough, if you're wondering if you're being enough. Get away from the guilt trip. This is why this can only be talked to to leaders. If you stood before your church, there would be somebody that walked away and said, Pastor Ty said, that, that, you know, we gotta, we got to work. we got to, you know, and, and I'm, you got to stop. I'm talking to you guys, and sometimes we get a little too familiar and a little too comfortable, and I want to remind our leaders that whatever price has to be paid, what, wherever you need to go, there is a reward. And I believe that you guys have stepped up in your life to want to be able to stand before Jesus someday and know that you gave it all. Yeah. You left it all on the field. That's an old football statement. Yeah. I left it all on the field. I didn't finish the fourth quarter and I was still, I felt good, I felt strong. No, no, no. I was exhausted at the end of this game. But I was exhausted because I gave it all I had. Um. What everything you do does matter. Yeah. Every word that comes out of your mouth, every thought that comes into your head, every choice you make, every action you have, in the end, it really does matter. Uh, there's a few things I looked up. What will we be judged on? Okay. What will we be judged on? Number one, how good you treat people. That's a big one. Um, by how well you treated people. How did you? Treat the poor while we're here on this earth. And maybe you would say, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of one of the poor ones. You know? And, and I understand that. I get that. I, 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 I know what that feels like. But in all of the good or bad when it came to what I had, I, I still remember the voice of the Holy Spirit turning to me, whether I had it or I didn't have it, and asked me, would you go bless them? Uh, Susie Luxinger, McIntyre Eaton, has this great um, story about my mom. And it, it kind of cr- makes me cringe, but it's just the flesh in me. And that here's Susie, who my mom felt like she needed to support Susie monthly. And my mom would literally mail her a $5 bill in the mail every month. I remember when Susie told me that story, no joke, I went, oh, Susie, I'm so sorry. And she scolded me. And the reason she scolded me is my first reaction was, just keep your $5. Really seriously, my mom being a single mom, little old lady living in Artesia, she, she needed that five, she really did. She needed that $5 bill. Right. And I was half mad at her for mailing off a $5 bill. And here I am being the little turd of a son. <laughs> because when you talk to Susie, Susie said it wasn't the $5 tie. It was the fact that somebody believed in me 
enough to send five dollars to send wow. me down the road. Come on, so good. There were good. times I was riding the truck wondering if it was worth it. And as I was opening up an envelope that had Maggie Bean's signature, I just believe in you. I pray this over you and I pray this over you. And hugs and kisses, hugs and kisses. <laughs> Maggie and a $5 bill. She said, Ty, it wasn't a $5 bill. It was the fact that somebody cared enough to believe so good. to sell their $5 bill. So good. See, you may think you don't have, but we know that the kingdom tells us you're rich. Right. And it rarely comes in the form of what you have. It's always something he does through you. So How good. do you treat people? How do you treat orphans? Do you know that, that we don't think of the world we live in today as very orphanage? But there are a lot of orphans yeah. in Lee County. Yeah. Through the foster care program, through grandparents raising their children, their grandchildren, when mom and dad is split, and different things have happened. The orphan spirit. The orphan spirit, people who are just abused and neglected and left alone. And, how well do you treat widows? And see, that's a that's a big one. And let me just tell you, um, sometimes we overlook that. Sometimes we overlook to make a phone call and check on somebody. Uh, we, we, we are there. It, it, sometimes we get so rooted and grounded. Uh, we'll, uh, how you treat people. Let me tell you, your motives will be judged someday. Your motives, why did you do? And I think that's going to be a question that comes up. You think, well, I didn't do anything. No, 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 no. But what you did was so big in the motive that you have. Ty, they, they didn't exactly get excited when I did it for them. That's their problem. Right. It was your motive. You did it because you knew you needed to do it. Yeah, so and do you know that's a reward? That's a reward that our Father will turn to you the moment you open your eyes in heaven. He will go, just because you did it and your motive was right. I love that. So good. Um, the words that you speak will be judged. Every word that comes out of your mouth. And that's something to really keep in mind, that, that your words matter. Your words really do matter. And, and it's something that we have to stop and pause and think for a minute, that there are words that bring life, and there are words that tear down. Right. Okay? Something else that, that we'll be judged on, and this is, this is important, um, what did you do with what you have? What did you do with what you have? Um, were you a good faithful servant? Were you a good steward over what you have? Um, you can have nothing but take care of what God's given you, and you've, you're a good steward. You can have a lot and not take good care of it as the people who, who uh, uh, are, are, are doing, uh, as the people who, who don't have as much. It's, it's all in, are you a good steward over what you have? Uh, another one, uh, this, is, this is a big one. Soul winners will be rewarded. Soul winners will be rewarded. It's important to our Jesus that he was willing to die on the cross. Don't you think the embarrassment of us just going up to somebody Come on. and checking on their soul is yeah. a far smaller price to yeah. pay oh, yeah. than a cross to carry? So good. You know, uh, soul winners do matter. Uh, suffering. If it gets uncomfortable, if it gets hard, if it gets difficult, even if it should cost you your life, there is a reward based on what you were willing to go through to do something God asked you to do. That's good. You may lose friends over it. There may be suffering in all kinds of forms and fashion, but you will be rewarded because Jesus will turn to you and say, that was a hard, that was a hard task. Yeah. That was a hard cross to carry. But you took up your cross and you followed me. So good. And, and listen, not everybody's going to like you. I, I, in fact, <laughs> I can tell you, the more successful you get, yeah. The, the, 
there's, there'll be more and more people who don't like you. I've got people in my life right now. Someone, someone came up the other day and said, what's it with so-and-so? And I turned to him. I said, you know what I had to realize is they loved you when you were little. But when you became an authority, they don't respect authority. They're like any authority in their life. They, they, they hate you when you, when you get big. And when I say big, when God begins to use you. And you've just got to learn to walk away and say, I'm, I am who I am in Christ Jesus. That's right. And I won't lower myself to be something that God's asked me to be. That's good. And people will come and people will go. But always value the people who see the value in the Jesus in you. That's right. And, and even if they don't value you, that's when you just got to realize that, that um, you sometimes just have to <coughs> suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> and you have to realize that... that that I, I, I got to keep loving even if they don't love me. That's so good. Um, one more thing. I think one of the most incredible words you're going to hear one day, and this is coming, I want to just tell you guys. Well done. Yeah. My good and faithful servant. Well done. So you ran the race. You finished. You ran hard. You ran well. It was painful. It hurt. The cross was heavy. The task was large. But you did not let up. You did not quit. You didn't let go. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Tristan, how much time do I have? None? Okay. Uh, let, me be, let me wrap this up. In, in the last 24 hours, I've just been really stirred that sometimes you would think that as the pastor... You would think as the church grew, you would think as the services got multiple, you know, turned into two services, three services, four services, you would think that as, as the messages got better, you would think that me, my relationship with Jesus is just, I just, just super, super close. But actually, what, what I'm finding is, the older I get, and the bigger the responsibility, it takes me longer now to spend time and to prime the pump than it used to. Used to I could spend 15 minutes with Jesus and man, I was good to go all day. It takes me longer now. It takes me longer to read my Bible. It takes me longer to pray. It takes me longer. Now I've got to spend time with Him longer. And it's harder. And, and that's not a bad thing. It's just a reality. And what I find is, I get way, my roots go way too deep in the earth, in the world that I live in. I get way too comfortable. And then, when I'm asked to step out of my comfort zone, man, I, I'm way too comfortable with what I have, way too comfortable with what I've got, way too comfortable with the authority. that, that I, I can kind of kick back a little bit. And, and the fact is, is I have to press more than I've ever had to press before in my life. Yesterday, I was just trying to spend time with Jesus. And people are texting me about very important things. There's nobody on the staff. Nobody, it's just outside people about important things. I have to shut my phone off. And used to, nobody called me. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Does that make sense? Um, people don't understand that That's right. I can't talk to you right now because I'm reading my Bible. A lot of people think that we only you only work one day a week, you know, but they don't realize. That you know, I gave a staggering, a staggering uh, just scenario the other day. 
Do y'all know that for every minute I preach, it's one hour of study now? Yeah. That, that's just where I'm at. It, t- it requires one hour of study to prepare one minute of speaking. But that's just for my speaking. That's not my, for my personal growth. Right. It takes one hour of prayer for every one minute I preach. But that's just for my preaching. That's not for my personal growth. So good. I've never had to pay a greater price at 45 years old in my entire life than right now to be the man that God's wanting me to be. And I've never had to be better at my nose wow. to give God a good yes. So good. And that's just me being raw. That's just me being real. And if you think... Well, it's just hard. I know it's going to get harder. <laughs> it really is. It's going yeah. to get harder. And you think, I'm raising three kids. They're going to be gone someday. Yeah. But it's going to be harder. Yeah. And it doesn't seem possible. But everything, everything, in the end, you have to realize the reward. Right. <clears throat> is it worth it? And I would turn to you, it's the greatest thing we have to look forward to. Eternity and the reward of our Father in Heaven saying, well done. You spent your young years well. Well done. You spent your middle years well. Well done. You finished your fourth quarter very well. Way to go. Well done, my good and faithful servant. So good. So that's my that's my talk for you guys today. And I just want to pray for you. Father, today I just pray for my friends. And, and however this was supposed to be for them today, however this was supposed to affect them and touch them and encourage them, Today, as leaders, I just pray that we would see the cost, we would pay the price, and we would realize that this is the cost of leadership. Yes. And it is the best reward that of any reward we could ever receive. To stand before you, fall on our knees, and you lift us up, and you place the crown on our head and say, well done my good and faithful servant well done and we take the crown off we place it at your feet and we realize it was it was so worth it jesus thank you we love you and you're in pray amen, amen. amen.